With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast, is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandising. Check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Hello there and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. On the weekend, that Forest had a 2-1 home victory over Blackpool, which uh, Reds fans need not be reminded is the first home victory in the league for about six months, I think, something like that. It was a match where Forrest took a first-half lead with uh, Brennan Johnson scoring a goal after a cross from Max Lowe, which followed a wonderful raking pass from from Joe Worrell, of all people. Uh, Blackpool got back into the match in the second half with an effort from Jerry Yates, and we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, But Forrest regained the lead just after the hour mark with Lewis Graben. Now, I'm joined by Baz, and uh, Baz, just before we started, you, I, w- I wasn't able to to attend the match, and I was just saying, well, from afar, it seems like it is maybe a little bit, a little bit tight, a little bit tense, and you were just saying how much you loved this match. This this was a proper like a proper fight. It was like um, the sort of match I've not seen in a very very long time. In fact, I keep I keep banging on about it, but it was like. Um, when Billy Davis was in charge, it was like a proper like the, the players were up for it on both sides and they really went for it. It was brilliant. OK, well, let's uh, I mean, from what I was able to pick up from Radio Nottingham, one thing that two things actually that were, were noticeable. So the first thing is that although Forrest did take that first half lead, it was a match that for the first 40 minutes or so it was fairly light on goal mouth action. I don't think either keeper had a huge amount to do. Um, but we'll talk about that goal because it was a perfect pass from Joe Worrell. And then the thing I liked even more than that pass was the cross by Max Lowe. Because if you are a forward or a wide forward, that's exactly where you want the ball, exactly the pace you want the ball, isn't it? It is a brilliant goal. 
Um, it was a brilliant goal. So not only was the pass from Worrell fantastic, not only was Max Lowe absolutely amazing with his cross. Um, and I have to say, um, for me, Max Lowe was definitely man of the match. He was just outstanding today. But, but again, we'll come back to that on the performances. Um, what you don't see if you watch the highlights or whatever is before that, it was probably 20, 30 passes going all the way so that the Forest team passed the ball up the pitch, couldn't find a way through, came across the middle, played in front in their half, then came back down. And then that's why it got released to Worrell for him to make the thing. It was like, it was proper, proper possession, passing football, the likes of which we've not seen for a very long time. It was amazing. So total football, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I guess the last time we saw anything like that was probably that goal that Forrest scored two years ago at Fulham. And that was notable because it got us all excited about, oh, Forrest could play some really good football. And then under Sabri, it turned out that style was a little bit more pragmatic for, for the most part. In fact, while it was happening, I was thinking, I can't even remember when it was, it was about six or seven years ago, there was a clip of Forrest playing against Swansea. And I can remember us, we we did this thing where every single player touched the ball twice and then the ball just went wide right at the end. And it was like, it didn't result in a goal, but it was one of the most, I can remember watching us passing the ball about thinking, this is like that, but that didn't end in a goal. Oh, this one does. Mm, <laughs> it was yeah. it was that kind of thing. Um, and as I say, yeah, we've not, we've not played football like that for a long time. Mm, okay. And um, one of the things that's also worth noting is that the, um, yeah, the, 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 the match was relatively light in terms of neither keeper had a huge amount to do in the first half. But right at the death, Blackpool did have a bit of a go, didn't they? And they claimed a penalty and looked like a nothing claim to me. Well, I've not seen a replay of it. Personally, I thought uh, Worrell got the ball. The bloke next to me went, we're lucky to get away with that. He was nowhere near the ball. So oh, no, no, no. Go. I'm thinking about at the end of the first half when uh, they're grabbing on the line and they were claiming a handball. Oh, right. Oh, no, I didn't even. Yeah, I've no idea about that one. I thought that was a, a dodgy shout. It has to be said, Blackpool were kind of fighters. So what happened? One of the changes, just to, to, it was on paper, it was a 3-4-3 again. But what it really was, was Zinc was playing behind the front two. So Graben and Johnson were playing as two number nines, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, when Zinc is a number 10 behind him, which I, what that meant was um, for the very first the beginning of the game, he basically ran the show and then they put two players on him and that kind of stifled the game and they were proper fighting and that's how they got back into it um, because of that that little change they made. But that's then what allowed us to release Lowe and Spence much more into the game. So that's how they got into the game and they were proper fighters. They had a really big lad. Actually, a word for the ref there as well. They had this big lad up front, I can't remember his name or what, what number he was even, but he was proper complaining about everything Gary Medine probably yeah that'll be it and um, there was one point where um, a free kick went to get went against him after he shoved Brennan Johnson in the back and he was probably yelling at the ref and having a right go at him and the ref turned to him and said stop and then called the Blackpool keep um, captain over from the other end of the pitch and just went have a word with him and I thought that was really really nice from the ref the way he did that but um, yeah so they, they were proper fighters and they 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 took the game to us and um, we had to be on our best to to deal with it, especially, and I have to say, Yates and Colback in the centre of the park, they had to do a lot of work and they did it really, really well. OK. Would you say that 1-0 to Forrest at half-time was a fair result? Uh, yes. OK. 
All right, so let's move on to the second half because uh, there's a few things that uh, are worth noting there. So uh, we, you touched upon the uh, claim for a penalty against Joe Worrell. Um, mm-hmm. As it turned out to not be given, let's talk about that now. Um, I've seen one replay of it where, to me, in the replay, it looked like an absolutely outstanding tackle, but I am biased. So, so yeah, t- tell us, tell us, just recap what your thoughts were and and what people around you were saying. Uh, so, well, so I, when it happened, I can remember thinking Warrell's going to get done for pace here, and he was. And so he had to basically come back, cover very fast, and go in for a slide. As I say, I thought he took the ball, but the bloke next to me went, he was nowhere near the ball, he took the man. And so we were sat next to each other and we had completely opposing, op- opposing views of it. So that shows how contentious it was. It was right in front of the Blackpool fans, though, so they probably had the best view of the lot. Yeah, uh, and of course, I think it is one of those, if you're a home fan and you say it's not a pen, uh, actually Colin Murray um, on the, uh, on the uh, Quest show last night, he did say, if that's one of those that's given... Basically, if it's given to if the home team have that claim, then they get the penalty. If you're the away team, you don't. Um, I say to me on that on that one view on the replay, it looked like he got the ball and therefore it was an excellent tackle. Um, Forrest did get back into the match. And the player that we haven't talked about as yet is Jordan Gabriel, who was making his return to the city ground after not being very happy at being let go, to be perfectly honest. And he was heavily involved in, in Blackpool's goal. Yeah, so actually, well, actually, just to, to touch on this, so bef- just before their goal, um, Johnson in particular was getting free of their, their right back and he put three crosses in, three really, really good low crosses and um, and no one was on the end of them and they kind of went nowhere. And my dad turned to me and went, we should be three up by now. And there was part of me going, yeah, we're going to regret this. And then Gabriel takes it up the other end. Um, it's quite funny. So uh, throughout the game, most of our anger was vented at Richard Keogh. Uh, lots and lots of chanting about him, as you'd expect. But there was just a little smattering of booze for Gabriel every time he got the ball. And you could tell like half the players were like, uh, half the fans were like, why are we doing this? And half of them were like, well, ex-player, you know, mm-hmm. it was that kind of thing. And I, I think basically he obviously had a bit of a point to prove. Um, for the goal itself, um, the cross comes in and Spence and Samba basically get in a right model. Um, I have to say, Players were outstanding today, but Samba is definitely now the new Yates. Um, the fans oh. are on his back all the way through. And the fact that Spence, from what I could see, Spence kind of headed the ball out of Samba's hands and everyone was like, why didn't he claim that? Why didn't he claim that all around us? And obviously that, that resulted in them scoring. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Gabriel put the cross in. He got to the rebound and laid it on a on a plate. I mean, Jerry Yates is a number nine and he did what number nines do, which is he poked it in from six yards out. Um, it was a very, very messy goal for Forrest to concede. Now, due to a variety of reasons, including being in the garden with a battery operated radio, I missed a lot of what happened uh, after this. The batteries didn't work. Um, <laughs> but one thing I did notice is Steve Hodge was saying on the radio, Forest don't need to do anything different. It was just a messy goal to concede. But in terms of for Forest to win the match, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. And, and that's effectively what they did do, because once again, it was down the left-hand side, a low crossing from Max Lowe, which, which bounced up. Joe Worrell 
uh, had a go, it was saved. And of course, again, Lewis Graben do what number nines do as well, which is poking it in from about three yards out. Well, so what was kind of happening? So what Blackpool did after the after essentially the, the mix up between Spence and Samba, what Blackpool did was they put three up front right on our front three to pressure us. And so we started losing possession of the ball, but it did also open us up to this counter-attack. And when the ball fell to Max Lowe, because it was Max Lowe, I was thinking something could happen here. And then, yeah, as you say, he puts that cross in, it bounces around in the box and Graben's there to catch the rebound, which is exactly what you want, like that sort of fox in the box kind kind of player to do. Um, But after the goal went in, that... Then Blackpool pressing in the way that they did really caused us problems. And there was a very, very tense 10, 15 minutes of the game where our players looked absolutely exhausted and we couldn't get the ball and we we had to dig in deep and proper. It was The ball was pretty much in our half for 10 minutes or so. We looked exhausted. Whenever we did have possession, we couldn't do anything with it because there was no movement. And again we were there were were mutterings for all around the crowd going why isn't he making a substitution the the minutes as they ticked by everyone could see we were tired and everyone was getting really antsy as to why we weren't making these substitutions and then as soon as we did make the substitutions the game transformed again and we took control so that's kind of um, something to, to note there Mm, okay, well, we'll come on to substitutions in just a minute. Uh, worth noting that Neil Critchley, the Blackpool manager, he said there was a great atmosphere here, and it's only when that died down that um, we, Blackpool, started to play with a little bit more confidence. If we'd shown that more, if we'd done that from the start, I think this is a game where there's something in it for, for us. So it does show the importance of the players lifting the fans and vice versa, doesn't it? Absolutely. And yeah, and to me, it was one of those where it was a almost a full house but it was it the, the the noise from the stands was led by what was going on on the pitch not the other way around yeah okay um stats wise forest actually had slightly less than half the possession which probably ties in with what you've just said in terms of how blackpool kind of came back into the match uh, or tried to come back into the match but actually the the notable stat apart from the goal tally obviously is that forest were creating chances they had 13 shots compared to Blackpool six. Um, and then you mentioned about substitutions as well. Now the, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Okay. The big stick used to beat beat Chris Hewton with was like for like substitutions. And you look at the fact that Colback was replaced by Ghana, uh Zinkenagel and Johnson were replaced by uh, by Lolly and Mighton. Those are like for like changes, aren't they? What's the difference? Well, yeah. So so well, partly it's because we didn't need to change the game. We all we needed was a boost of energy and it was because we were exhausted. Um, so Colback, I mean, I've, I've said it before. Um, he did one of those defensive midfielder performances where, you know, he's had an absolutely amazing game because you don't notice him. He just like quietly mopped up for everyone, but the, 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 the center of the park, we were starting to get overrun. And that was because I think he'd run out of legs. So that's why Garner comes on um, and he made a difference and he moved the ball a bit higher up the pitch um taking zinc off that did have a tactical change because he was playing that number 10 kind of role and we went to a more straightforward 433 um with three up front but again having Mighton and lolly on gave us a load of energy and in towards the end of the game there was a bit where 
Lowe and Mighton combined, and Mighton did like a dribble straight at two of them, beat two men, put a, a shot in, I think it was, um, that just went wide. And then literally like 30 seconds later, Lolly was like, I can do that as well. And then put his head down, dribble past three and put a cross in. And it was like, that's coming off the bench. That's pretty impressive. Mm. Okay. Just uh, to finish up with, uh, Steve Cooper did talk in his post-match presser about... Um, you know, it would, uh, let's not look forward to the playoffs because it'd be foolish to do that. Um, but he also said is that I, I'm really enjoying working with the boys and I'm enjoying being here for the fans because the atmosphere was brilliant. And it is important that we won the game. Once again, he's he knows exactly what to say, doesn't he? Actually, um, uh, on the same level. Um, so. I have to say this. So I was saying about how Samba is now the new Yates. Um, I saw on Twitter someone described him as in Yates Esther. Um, <laughs> there was at least two people behind me who called him Perlo. He was absolutely amazing today, but that's not what I wanted to. I mean, yeah, he was putting in like beautiful, long visionary passes and mopping up all over the place. And there was energy everywhere. But at the end of the game, as soon as the final whistle went, he celebrated like he'd single-handedly won the FA Cup. It was like <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it, like proper, proper going for it. And then he went round, he congratulated all the coaches, he went round and congratulated all the subs and had a hug with all the players. And then he went round applauding all four sides of the ground. And every time as he got to each side of the ground, there was a massive cheer. And it was such a nice turnaround. So it's it's you can see that that home win means a lot to him especially mm. um so yeah it's not just steve cooper is hitting the right notes it's uh, ryan yates as well mm, yeah so uh um, there'll be plenty of ryan yates talking points i'm sure um that we'll come to as the weeks go on because he's suddenly become a key member of the team not just for the managers who keep picking him but fans are realizing uh, that he has a role to play. And crucially, it sounds like Yates is really unlocking some of that potential that we've been crying out for him to show for, for quite some time. Now, Cooper talks about the table and it's ridiculous to look at playoffs. I always say there's no point looking at league positions before November, December time. But what is it quite interesting is that after seven matches, Forest were totally adrift at the bottom of the table. After 12 matches, we're midway between the relegation and playoff places. So we're not going to go through the rest of the season unbeaten. We are going to have rocky patches. But all of a sudden, Forest have found tactics that work for them and a bit of confidence. And long may it continue. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.